0: going then. Uh, Got the scotch with me. Hold on, let me just make some adjustments. All right. Um, Yeah, dude. Been been some time since we last recorded. I was away at the beach. Um, Didn't really get to put out something for week two of the NFL. Um, We had a wedding, which was pretty good, and then I guess, kind of just recapping the last week, right? Just jumping right into it. Who um, have we beat?
1: A lot of fatties over here. Big, fat winners.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. Your, your picks were on point for the NFL, which, I mean, we'll get to those later. But And I know you gave this to me, like, last minute, too, like, right before the game started. But, dude, they were they were spot on. But let's just start with the Hokies, right? So, I, i like to say barely beating out Furman, uh, which isn't really a good, you know, like a great outlook on the program. Um, I mean, only put up three points in the first half. Furman goes into the end of the first half with 14. And then, you know, we, we shut him out at the end of the latter half, but I mean, not that great numbers, you know, Ryan Willis, 17 for 21, 123 yards, one TD and an interception. Um, I guess kind of the silver lining, right, in this, and we can kind of go from there. Keyshawn King, right? I think you highlighted him before, going to be a stud. Uh, I mean, just riling off his numbers, right? 12 carries, 119 yards, uh, averaging almost 10 yards a carry. Uh, So it's at least nice to see that we've got some sort of stability in the run game, but going back to kind of Ryan Willis and kind of what the future of the QB holds, right, looking – looking forward to what our schedule is with we got Duke coming at home, we got at Miami, Rhode Island coming home, UNC at home, and then we got at Notre Dame, right? So taking away at least the Notre Dame game, just looking at those four games, right? Duke, Miami, Rhode Island, UNC. What? Where do you think, and you know, kind of, what's your pulse on if and when, we should see what Quincy Patterson has, right? I mean, all reports coming out when we drafted him was that he was going to be the first. he's not even next.
1: What's up? He's not even next up. It would be Hendon Hendon Hooker's next up. Quincy's number three. Yeah, but
0: Quincy had all the hype kind of going around him being like, you know, what they say could be our next kind of great big quarterback, right? Um, But, you know, even let's just say taking Hendon Hooker, right? When do you think we pull the trigger and bench Ryan Willis, All right? I mean, he's not been showing any flashy numbers, but he's been consistently inconsistent, which which is very kind of sad to say. I mean, like he shows flashes of greatness, but then just making stupid plays. I mean, I really didn't watch the full Furman game, but just from watching the highlights and stuff like that, it's, it's very reminiscent of what was going on during during the kind of Boston College game, right? Um. So yeah. So I mean, what do you think? Like, do we still stick with Willis or? Well,
1: I mean, we got a bye week coming up, and so we we play we play Duke next. So it's not this week. We have a bye. I mean, Duke's going to be obviously not a powerhouse team, but a formidable opponent uh, compared to the last two two teams. And you know, it's it's, it's an absolute embarrassment that you you struggle against these type of Furmans and odu teams that you should be blowing out no matter if you're a good average or bad power five team you know any team from the acc should be blowing these teams out just based off talent alone but ryan will not Williams. i wish we had ryan Williams. uh ryan willis um he's got to have a short leash I mean, I, I I was very surprised they didn't they didn't try to get a spark on the offense a, after halftime and put in either Hendon Hooker or Quincy Patterson just to kind of change it up a bit after only putting up three points. But you got to figure if he struggles with, you know, in the first half of Duke, you know, whether it's turnovers or just not moving the ball, and it's not just him too, to be fair. You know, the running game has lacked. You know, you mentioned uh, Keyshawn King, who looks to be, you know, the first – first work workhorse back that we've had absolute stud just a freshman but you know he's still learning he's still grown into his body um so obviously you can't just rely on him you have to have somebody behind him to give you know, spare him give him a breather and you know when the other donkeys come in they just suck um but if he if he keeps turning the ball over or you know, you know has a turnover bug like he did against boston college and um, or he just plainly can't move the ball. He's making bad decisions, staring down his guys, and we're just stagnant on offense. You, you got to try something new. I mean, what the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results?
0: Well, well said, yeah. Uh, and, and I think, I mean, being completely honest, right? We're not winning against Notre Dame. Rhode Island, I think, should be a win. Duke should be a win. It's really, I think, UNC and Miami, right? Miami's showing, both Miami and UNC have kind of shown flashes of greatness. Um, but no, man, I, I I do agree, right, that there's only so much that we can kind of expect out of Ryan Willis. And yeah, I know he's the he's the kind of senior on the team as far as coming from quarterback position. But it's, it's like you said, um, he's got to have a short leash and... I'd rather hit, I'd rather us kind of figure out what we have in our next batch of QBs now with the kind of schedule that we have, you know, we do have a bit of luck in that we have, you know, these kind of low profile kind of shitty games to really let some of these, you know, next, next classmen, uh, kind of get some games uh, and some kind of scrimmage time underneath their belts. But kind of pivoting off of that, right? We're, you know, looking at that same slate. I mean, right now we're sitting at two, uh, sorry. Yeah. Two and one, right. Um, assuming, you know, let's just say realistically knowing Virginia tech's luck, we split the next two games, right? So we're going what three or five and three into, uh, into Notre Dame. Um, I mean, from more of a coaching standpoint, right? I, I've read some. Was, what's the record going
1: in Notre Dame? Five and three. So you think we go, we go uh, two and one in the next next three games?
0: No, we. No, no, no. I was gonna say no, no, the next no, no. four, we just go, we split, right? Like we we win, we win out with Duke and Rhode Island, and lose to Miami UNC. Oh. Uh, right. Oh, so that would, No, sorry. That would Yeah, put I can us see that, that.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: No. Did I math right? No, no that was no, Four, he, four he, and he, three. My bad, my bad. Four and three. Four
1: and three. Four and three. Yeah,
0: three. So, four and three going into Notre Dame, obviously we're most likely going to lose that game. So, we're looking at four and four from a coaching standpoint, right? I mean, do you think that this kind of puts a bit more pressure into the Fuente era? Do you really see him stick in as long as Beamer? Oh. Or, you know, what, what are you thinking from at least the future from a head coach, right? taking into account that Bud Foster's leaving at the end of the season. so
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think I don't think Fuente's going anywhere. His buyout is way too high. Um, I think it's like next three or four years, it's like total's $15 million. And, you know, if you do it now, you have to pay him more. If you wait another year, it's a little less. But, you know, Tech can't afford that kind of buyout. So they're kind of stuck with him, whether you like it or not, or if you like the direction we're going. But, you know, with this schedule, this should have been a good – segue into the next couple of years of getting some experience in with some of these young guys. I think they said we're the third youngest team, only five seniors and like 80% of our starting roster is like sophomores or younger, uh, which could be a good and bad thing, you know, depending on how you look at it. Um, you know, maybe, you know, better players are coming into the pipeline or, um, you know, maybe it's injuries. Um, you know, it's, it really depends on the situation, but, um, this sucks. This sucks because we should be this. We should be three. Now, you know, Boston college was the one game that we always have every year, a very winnable game that we shouldn't have lost. And, but we did, um, you know, turnovers killed us. ODU and Furman. Cool. We won, but that was, it was, it's almost, it's almost painful to watch. It's yeah. like, you makes, it makes you want to turn off the TV 14 to three at halftime against Furman. I don't even know what their their mascot is, like a paladin or whatever hell yeah, their name is. Yes,
0: Furman paladins.
1: I don't even know what a paladin is. That that sounds like an appetizer. I mean, I, I don't know <laughs> I, what that I, I is. Think
0: paladins like a like a priest type type thing. It, it, I mean, um, well,
1: more than reason we should beat their asses. If that's their their mascot.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think a paladin is a and so it's,
1: they're, they're, no one in their right mind can come up with a good excuse of why you know, you're down 14 to three at halftime. Okay. There's one thing if, if, you know, you know, they score in their first drive and then, you know, you get a field goal, you stop them on their next drive, you get it. And then you fumble it and they pick it up the fumble for a touchdown. And it's 14, three after the first 10 minutes. Okay. No big deal. You should recover, make game adjustments. Um, and, 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 you know, start heading in the right direction of, you know, a beat down of a team that you should be kicking their ass and it ended up being 14 to three at halftime. That that's just inexcusable. The defense was piss poor tackling. Um, and it looked like high school ball out there, mainly you know on defense. But I'll give give credit where credits due. If you want, you know they did make adjustments at halftime. You held them to three points. You scored 21 points in the second half. Yeah. Not that great, but a whole lot better. And then the first half. Um, you know, you score 21 points, 24 points in the first half, then it's okay. It's a score that you probably should expect when you play Furman. You know, a 45, 48 to 17 type yeah. of game. No. But
0: you know, no, yeah, and, and and I think you know, I mean, the game went in kind of typical kind of Virginia Tech fashion, where it was always too close for comfort, and and I think it's exactly like either you tweeted out or something where we just have a history of playing down to opponents and then playing up to opponents as well. Right. Uh, it's exactly like you said, where, you know, probably against Duke will look like another mediocre team and then come Miami, you know, we'll, we'll be slinging the ball. Everything will be clicking and everyone's going to be like, oh, well, uh, where was uh, this team in the first week?
1: I'll say actually next week. Now, given it's, uh, you know, it is Duke, so, so powerhouse is no great team. It's still a, you know okay ACC team. It's not like they're shit like they have been. You know, Cutcliffe has made them a, you know, a respectable team. But because it's on a Friday night, you know, it's a night game, um, you know, the students will show up. They're not even at halftime. They're going to be pumped up. They're going to be all liquored up and boozed up. Everyone will be pumped up for a game because, you know, players too, any kind of night game, you just have more intensity. You just have the blood is flowing, for more night games, no one gets excited for Nooners.
0: No, yeah, I agree. And, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely think the crowd is going to be playing a pretty big factor into this one as well. You know, just the entire lane at Lane Stadium atmosphere. Um, but yeah, man. I mean, going into do we, we got a bye week this week, so hopefully, you know, we're able to make some adjustment uh, uh, adjustments. Um,
1: I wouldn't be surprised if they if they beat Duke in a in a good fashion, like very sound. And
0: just like an absolute blowout uh, type thing.
1: No, I don't know if a blowout, but you know, you know, something like a you know a, a twenty eight to fourteen or twenty eight to seventeen, good solid win, score enough points to win, good defense for the most part. Uh, just because, just because, you know, it's a Friday night; they get pumped up for that. Yeah. You know, I'm sure the stadium's not going to be half empty like it was last week. Um,
0: yeah, Vegas doesn't so, put out – But that's just my uh, guess.
1: I could be wrong. They could, they could look like a, uh, like a dumpster, dumpster fire. Yeah. Uh,
0: so no, I mean, it should be knows. interesting. Uh, I mean, it, with all those kind of intangibles that you said, right? I mean, Vegas hasn't put out uh, any betting lines yet. Obviously, it's like still early. Um, so, would be interested to see what um, what they actually set this game out, what the spread's going to be. Because I know – but there are a couple stadiums uh, that I've seen, even in NFL, right? That they do kind of influence influence the line a lot.
1: My guess, because the Hokies are home uh, and it's a night game, my guess would be the the, the Hokies will be favored. Probably, I'm going to give them like I'll, I'll probably say like two and a half points will be favored
0: by. I wouldn't be surprised if it's just a straight pick 'em game either. It might be even, right? Just like a I mean, depending on obviously it's gonna play, I guess, a big factor into how Duke does this week, right? I'm I'm not sure if they have a buy just looking at their schedule right now. Actually, so yeah, they're sitting at a bye as well. So both teams cutting, coming out of a bye. So yeah, I would not be surprised if it's um if it's a pick 'em game. Or like you said, right, favored just by just under like a field goal or something just to give
1: yeah, I think I think the Vegas boys are going to be like, okay, these guys are home. They have a history of having a good home field advantage, even though of recent it has been that great. But still, they take that into account. Um, and, and just you know, Tech should have better players. They right. just don't have the coaching um, or the right kind of offense going for them. And you know, talked Ryan Willis. You know, he was a walk on at Kansas. He transferred over to Tech. At the end of the day, he's a walk-on from Kansas. You know, you can't expect too much from him.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I mean, um, well, kind of speaking of right. So, moving on to, I guess, the rest of the slate. Um, we got a lot of big, marquee matchups this week. Um, I'm kind of excited. I think this is going to be a bit one of more of those. Uh, exciting Saturdays because I think there's going to be a lot more of those in-conference games that are happening. Um, so why don't you kick us off with a uh, with a game to watch, which I wouldn't be surprised if it's the game that I'm looking at right now on my screen, but, you know, go ahead and kick us off. What, what do you think? Uh,
1: well, I mean, I'll let you start because I think I'm looking at it right now, and I, I know where you're going with this. Michigan-Wisconsin? Um, no, no, actually not. I was gonna say Notre Dame and Georgia, but Ooh, I, know, uh... I,
0: I have that for later. But uh, all right, I mean, yeah, let's just go that right. So if you got Notre Dame, Georgia up, this is your primetime time game. Uh, number seven Notre Dame at number three Georgia. Um, it, it, it's going to be a game, right? I mean, I'm, it's Georgia is favored by fourteen and a half, which yeah, dude, it, it's a it's quite the line, It's quite the spread to give. Um, I think this will probably be one of the games that I do take, you know, put some money down on. Um, now Georgia is one hell of a team. Um, I mean, Jake Fromm is in Heisman, like Heisman talks, um, Ian book, you know, he's like, I don't want to say he's one of like your underrated quarterbacks. He's just kind of flying under the radar, right? Like, I don't think Notre Dame gets as much publicity as, Some of these big SEC or, you know, as of late, you know, when I say ACC school, it's really only Clemson. Um, And then, you know, competing with the rest of the schools in like the Big Ten and things like that. But yeah, dude, um, I think Georgia's going to win. Don't think they'll cover the spread, but it's I think it'll be at least like a touchdown win. Two plus two plus touchdowns is a bit much. Um, Yeah, and uh, again, neither of these teams have played any kind of real opponents. I mean, Georgia's coming off of wins off of Murray State and Arkansas State, and uh, Notre Dame's playing New Mexico and Louisville, right? So nothing to kind of go home and brag about. I think this is going to be kind of their real first test. Um, I have more faith in the Georgia defense. Uh, That front seven is a ridiculous front seven. I was just watching some of their highlights. Um, it, it, it's, it's formidable, dude. Um, I, but then again, it goes to sh- sh- say that, you know, they're coming out of the sec. So you kind of expect that uh, coming out of any kind of Southern school for that kind of stout defense. And then obviously you got Swift coming out the back, uh, another kind of Heisman contender. Probably won't win it. Uh, I mean, obviously, I think the favorite right now is still Jalen Hurts um, and Tua.
1: It's so hard to win the Heisman when you have like three top quarterbacks. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I think the top. It, I mean, it is what it the is. The
0: top uh, running back actually is from the game that I was looking at earlier, which was the Michigan Wisconsin. But I mean, is there anything else you want to kind of touch up on this Notre Dame Georgia game? Obviously, I think we've we've kind of said right we're going to take. We'll take Notre Dame with the points, but if your guys are looking at that straight money line, uh, I mean, Georgia's going to get minus 700, so you're definitely going to have to pony up some money to win some. But
1: that's, No, that's yeah. a waste of time. That's a waste of time.
0: Um. All right, well, yeah, let's maybe then just jump to the game that I was looking at, right? So you got Michigan visiting Wisconsin. Um, you got number 11 versus number 13. This is going to be one of your, I think, first games of the of the evening, um, Michigan is getting three and a half points. This is actually one of those games where I do think Wisconsin can run away with it. Uh, and when I mean run away with it, I mean both figuratively and literally. Um, I mean,
1: yeah, James Taylor. James
0: Taylor is.
1: For Jonathan Taylor, not the singer.
0: Yeah, yeah, the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, dude, he's. Uh, I mean, he's the top running back right now uh, in the entire league. Uh, I mean, you can maybe question ETN just by pure numbers, but uh, as far as like Heisman favorite, Jonathan Taylor's kind of sitting at the top. Um, Heisman hopeful. And then obviously Wisconsin defense up to now only 107 yards allowed. uh, And Michigan coming off of a scare with that 24 to 21 to OT win over Army. So, you know, betting-wise, I'm probably taking – Yeah, they almost um, lost
1: to Army. They should have lost.
0: Yeah, they did, dude. And what's interesting is that a lot of people actually had – I mean, rightfully so. Like, everyone always has Michigan making it to the playoffs. But I don't know, man. I, I don't think this is the year for Harbaugh to make it, um, which does make up a good point. You know, I was watching some ESPN, uh, some stuff.
1: No, this is the same old, same old. Difference. Well, what
0: I was actually saying is that then, like, when does – the fame and fortune of kind of Harbaugh, you know, end, right? Like when do you stop kind of putting him up on a pedestal saying that he's a great coach? I mean, he is a great coach, but I mean, sooner or later, like they just have not, like his coaching has not come to fruition yet. A lot of people thought it was going to be this year. So, Well,
1: I'll, I'll tell you what, he's, he's probably out of there if they lose to if he loses to Ohio state again, this year, he's yet to beat Ohio State, and I think, in his first five years, in all five years. So it's going to be the same thing, probably. He'll come in there, it'll be a top 15 matchup, most likely, maybe top 20, depending on, you know, Michigan will be, you know, 9-1, and one, maybe 8-2. and two. Ohio State will probably be, un, you know, undefeated, maybe with one loss, who knows. But and I don't know who's at home that, this year, but Ohio State will win, like usual. They should. They're the better team. And he'll, he might be out. He, I mean, that's where they brought him in to restore the prestige and, you know, to, to beat Ohio State. I mean, I think in the past, like um, 15, 20 matchups uh, between those two teams, Michigan's only won twice. And it's been like once in the last 12 years. Um, and I think it might be like eight straight, something like that. It, it's horrendous how, you know, Ohio state has been dominating that series. So I think everyone's saying, Hey, this is the last gotcha. year.
0: Yeah. I'm just looking looking at their schedule. Ohio state's going to be home this year against Michigan. Um, and last year, Michigan absolutely got destroyed. Yeah. Ohio then state. you can book it 62 to 39. And that was the, that was the last year of what Haskins, right?
1: Yeah. It, Haskins years. And, um, whatchamacallit
0: you,
1: yeah. uh, you know Haskins now it's Justin Fields it doesn't matter Michigan is is Ohio State's little bitch I mean, it's, it always has been and it will be for this year so but again you know everyone will, will, will slurp down that matchup you know just absolutely gobble it from 24-7 for that week and uh, um, you know game day will probably be there you know, I'm just tired of Michigan but you know I'm tired of you know Ohio State too them winning too Ideal situation when they play, uh, somebody accidentally carpet bombs the stadium and both teams lose um, so, <laughs> And then we never have to watch either of these teams play. That's my that's my prediction.
0: Right. <laughs> so, so how do you really feel yeah. about this matchup? It's you? just uh, But I, I guess kind of um, – I'm assuming we're both agreeing, Wisconsin – Wisconsin takes this easily and covers the
1: three and a half. Yeah, I would take I would take Wisconsin. I, I, you have to at home
0: uh, better defense.
1: Um, oh, Michigan's got a good defense too, so you just gotta hope that Wisconsin can put enough points on the board. But I like them being at home, giving them that advantage. Um, so yeah, I would take Wisconsin to cover that three and a half. Nice.
0: Um, all right, then what, what about, a? Uh, I guess the last game, what do you, I mean, there's a couple other games out there, but what's another game that you're looking at?
1: Yeah, obviously, you know, you had the huge game of Auburn and Texas A&M, uh, same spread three and a half points, um, Auburn, the away team, given that three and a half points, you got Kellen Mond sophomore for Texas A&M. Um, play against Clemson last week, played them close uh, for the early on, but then Clemson slowly pulled away. It wasn't a huge defeat. You know, I think it was about 14 points. Uh, as I said last week, take Texas A&M plus 16 and a half and you're a big fat winner. Uh, so another fatty there, uh, but uh, you got Auburn three and a half points. Uh, or give given three and a half points. Bo Nix, uh, who is their quarterback freshman, uh, this will be a tough environment for him to go into the other big game uh, early this year, the first game of the year against Oregon. That was pretty much, it was a neutral field, but that was pretty much a home game with it being in Georgia or in the Georgia Dome. Uh, so now they go to, uh, you know, A&M, you know, uh, over a hundred thousand Texas A&M fans are over a hundred grand or a hundred thousand stadium. Uh, that's a tough environment. So I, uh, I don't. I don't know. I, I. I. This is really tough for me. I, I don't know if. Um. If Texas a and is going to cover, but I think they're going to win. I, I, the three and a half points is a lot for for me in this game. I think it's going to be a really close game, back and forth, pretty much, typical. Whoever has the ball last is probably going to win this game.
0: I mean, if you're if you're thinking it's hard to cover, so you're assuming what? Just I to be like a field, like a last minute field goal, kind of a win.
1: Whether it's a last-minute field goal, or maybe a last-second defensive stop, or maybe you yeah. know, a touchdown—who knows? But uh, depending on you know where they are beforehand. But uh, that's that's tough. Like you know, I want to take Auburn plus three and a half, um, but I, I really do like Texas a in this game. So I might just take the money line, just straight up on Texas A&M, and don't even mess around yeah. with the points.
0: Uh, I, I, I can see that. Um, another kind of I'm glad you brought up like a money line so looking at just like another game just to possibly look if you're not looking to bet the spread uh, Oklahoma State versus Texas over under is set at 73 Um, I, I'm kind of just curious like I'm just kind of I don't know if curious is the right word but I kind of want to just put down just like a dollar or two on, on the over for this game at 73. Uh, all right. I mean, both have very shitty defenses. Both have those air raid offenses. Um, yeah.
1: I mean, look at last week, LSU put up like over 40 points on Texas. LSU doesn't have an, or at least in the past, they've never shown to have an offense. Maybe in Joe Burrow, they have a competent, quarterback that can actually lead them and score points that remains to be seen until they play Alabama. Who's their pretty much their art pretty much their kryptonite, but, uh, you know, they put up 40, 45 points against Texas. I mean, Texas, you know, maybe not be known for having a good defense, but they recruit like hell and they bring in some, you know, players on that side of the ball. Um, they recruit very well. So it's not like there's any slouches or any, some guys that weren't highly, uh, weren't highly recruited or, you know, playing too early. I mean, it just, again, might be just kind of a coaching thing, but you said 73 73,
0: points. Yeah. That's what I said right now. Yeah.
1: That, that might be, uh,
0: I mean, it's again, right. It's it's one of those high numbers that it really, I guess, scares most people, you know, including me, but yeah, just looking at the past game lines for both teams, I mean, it can very well be like a, 21 21 or like a 28 28 going to the half right um i I think they're going to be
1: kind of keeping it
0: you know one for one Uh, now you know you could give the edge you have to worry
1: about like garbage time as well yeah you know you never know if like someone's down by like 20 and they just get some garbage touchdown at the end and kind of get you if i have a gun to my head i'm taking the over on that if it was if it was like some 80 80 point number or higher i'd probably take under um because this reeks like a you know, uh, like a thir- 38 to 45 type of game or uh, something like that. Yeah. But if it was 80, I'd take the over or under, um, so yeah, under if 73 right now, if I'm betting that, I'm taking the over 73. Yeah,
0: it should be interesting to see if the line shifts, but yeah, I'll probably take the over over on that game. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of really it for the slate for this weekend. Uh, no other games that really are kind of standing out to me. Well, what about you? Um, I mean, I'm more excited about next weekend. I, you know, rightfully so. But besides that, every other game seems to be kind of pretty, pretty much a chalk. It would be interesting to see if ODU beats Virginia. You know, just messes everything up. No nope. doubt that's going to happen. But no. you know, a guy can hope. No, I
1: actually kind of want Virginia to kind of win out till they play us. So God forbid if there is an upset, we just ruin their dream.
0: Yeah. Um, so, kind of moving to the NFL, right? Um, we can definitely get into our picks, uh, but you know, I'll, I'll give you credit where credit is due. You know, you got a nice three. fatties. Uh, I sat at a nice one-two winners. Yeah, dude. I mean, I was watching. Uh, I was watching the game at uh, at the beach house, and dude, that Panthers Tampa Bay game was probably one of the roughest games to watch. I mean, it seemed like both teams were trying to lose. And, I mean, obviously the news broke post the game, but uh, Cam Newton is injured. Uh, So they're looking, you know, they're going to have, I think, the second string come in. I forgot his name, who he is. But, uh, yeah, dude. I mean, one could say that Christian McCaffrey's stock kind of goes up because now they're just going to, you know, force feed him the ball and not kind of worry about having their second string kind of look downfield. But then, well, has, for all has, you uh, DJ Moore, Cam Newton been ruled out fantasy.
1: for this week.
0: Yeah, dude, I think he's he's ruled out for,
1: oh, for this shit. week. Yo. I have one of my fantasy leagues.
0: All right. Oh, do you? Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, they said like there was a report that said uh, Kyle Allen is trending towards being Panther starter on Sunday um cam's still kind of recovering from his foot injury i I mean they haven't completely ruled him out but it's i I wouldn't expect cam to be playing a lot of snaps so if you mean if you have him in fantasy i'd probably look to start someone else um but that being said i mean I, i can give a quick overview on the eagles if you want to give a quick overview on redskins eagles had a pretty ugly game against the Falcons um it seemed like everyone was going into the fucking medical tent by halftime um but yeah dude Uh, I mean this week we play the Lions um uh, Wentz is slowly getting there but uh, I mean again it's still week two so uh, sorry yeah week uh week three going into the Lions but Still so only two weeks in, so not not going to lose faith. But I mean, we do have quite a schedule for us um, in the coming weeks. But um, anything you want to touch up on the Redskins or yeah, they, the, yeah,
1: pretty pretty short and sweet. They're the a bunch of picks. poo. They 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 score once and then they go they go they go into hibernation. They live underneath a rock. They they their defense is supposed to be their strong point, and given they're missing a couple of pieces, but.
0: Dude, Josh Norman is just getting – yeah, Josh Norman, man. I was watching a bit of the Cowboys he game. He sucks. He's just getting targeted. Like, he is not – yeah, he is not the same receiver he, or cornerback he used to be. And, dude, he was just getting blown on some coverages. It was unreal to watch. Like, I mean, obviously, I'm sure as a fan, you were pissed off. But me watching it, I was like, you know, I'd be livid if I was a Redskins He fan. just sucks. He's and, all tough. I mean, there were just easy routes that he was just getting burned down
1: yeah, it's very very frustrating. But
0: all right, I mean, keeping it short and sweet. Then let's uh, let's get straight into the picks.
1: All right, I'll let you uh, you go ahead and start it.
0: Um, all right, let's uh, let's go ahead and start. So I guess first, right? I guess for my yeah for my first pick, um, I'm sticking with the trend, dude. Uh, and I I highlighted them in in my in the preview show, but I'm I'm sticking with the 49ers, man. Uh, the 49ers are playing are visiting. Um, not visiting. Sorry, Steelers are visiting. 49ers. 49ers are favored by six and a half. So we'll just say a touchdown. Um, you got no Big Ben. You got a kind of a hobbled up James Conner. Um, you know, Juju's not looking. You know, as crisp. Um, so with the backup QB dude, I'm, I'm sticking with the 49ers and I don't know, man, I'm going to ride this Jimmy G train until, until it fails me. But thus far, man, I've been making money on them. Uh, I've been kind of including the 49ers in a couple of my DFS lineups and I just picked up, um, just picked up the starting backs for the 49ers as well. So, uh, hope to see, you know, how this, how, how far they go. I mean, they're in a, I don't want to say, like, a weak division. I mean, you got – they're competing with the Rams, Seahawks, Cardinals. But, uh, I mean, both Rams and Seahawks are sitting at 2-0. and o, So, for me, uh, my first pick is going to be 49ers yeah. minus 6.5 against Pittsburgh.
1: That's yeah, not a bad pick. Yeah, I'd almost play it safe just through the money line because that has a lot of points. But because I did see Landry Jones play at the end of the game that he, he was finishing up. Play played decently, so who who knows? But, um, no, it's a good pick. Uh, I have Raiders uh, plus nine. Uh, this seems like a lot of points. I know Raiders aren't the world beaters, but uh, they can move the ball. They've shown that they can score. Um, you know, last week they were playing catch-up from almost from, seems like after five minutes they were down by 20 points against the Chiefs, but who isn't? Um, so, you know, they're kind of forced to give up the run game and just throw, 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 and that's just not a recipe for success. Um, Minnesota should win this game, but, uh, I do see Oakland keeping it close, uh, or at least within that nine points. Um, again, it could be a garbage touchdown or, um, them just having to, you know, keep keeping it close in general within seven, seven, three points. Um, you know, I like Josh Jacobs as a running back. They have a nice little running game with him starting up as a rookie. Um, and then Derek Carr, if he has some time to throw, you know, he has some serviceable weapons uh, that he can throw to Tyrell Williams, Darren Waller at tight end. Um, so I have Oakland plus nine.
0: Yeah, this is all I bet. I mean, Minnesota's definitely got, you know, the stronger defense. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm really liking – I mean, obviously, because – you know his fantasy owner, but I'm really liking Josh Jacobs and kind of how he's stepped into that main running back role. Um, and even with kind of yeah, losing, even losing, you know Antonio Brown from the Raiders, um, you know Tyrell Williams has stepped up and taken up the number one spot. So, yeah, it's, I think it's like you said, you know, if Derek Carr can kind of stand upright and kind of has time in the pocket and you know let the receivers, you know, play, you know, form into their routes. Um, I can definitely see them covering, covering the nine and a half spread, um, kind of, it's interesting, you know, I'll kind of give you my, my underdog pick as well. Uh, I'm taking the giants plus six and a half against, uh, Tampa Bay. You know, I don't think, I think the hype with Tampa, the Tampa Bay beating Carolina last week is kind of the reason why they're so heavily favored, but, I'm going to kind of take it to my grave and kind of stick with it tooth and nail. I don't think Jameis Winston is any good. I don't think there's any real weapons outside of Mike Evans on that Tampa Bay team. Um, and, you know, Giants just announced that Daniel Jones is starting. So um, it should be interesting to see. You know, Daniel Jones had a pretty good preseason, um, nothing like spectacular, but. It wasn't as shitty as, you know, kind of people are pegging Daniel Jones to be. And then obviously you got Saquon, who is definitely a bit more of a stud than CMC is. Uh, I definitely think that they should be able to cover this kind of six and a half point spread. Uh, you know, defense should be interesting to see who they match up against um, against Mike Evans. But as far as I think putting up points, I don't think the Giants should have any have any struggle on this so definitely give me the giants plus six and a half visiting the box
1: yeah he might surprise people daniel jones starting at quarterback everyone's it's easy to look down on them because he's a rookie in a first start but who knows maybe he'll give him a, a kind of a lift to their offensive spark sometimes people get hyped up whenever a new quarterback is just put into it, it could be either, it's either gonna be really good or really bad for them but six and a half points against the uh, lowly Tampa Bay Buccaneers with Jameis Winston still at the helm. Uh, yeah, that's a, I like that bet too. Um, my other bet, um, I'm taking an under in that same game. Uh, so I'm taking the under 48 points for the Giants and Buc- Buccaneers game. All right. Um, I with the as mentioned with Jameis Winston, the turnover machine he is, and with a new quarterback uh, with the Giants putting. Uh, putting in with uh, Daniel Jones, uh, I see this as a uh, a uh, offensive struggle. So um, uh, I'm seeing like yeah, a kind of like enough. a 17-10 type of game, or or a, maybe at most maybe a 21-21-10, 21-14, something like that. That might even be too many points.
0: Sure. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it should be interesting, right? I mean, even if You know, Saquon runs wild and, you know, even if Daniel Jones is, you know, making his passes and, you know, staying upright. Yeah, I don't see this kind of being uh, a kind of a high scoring game from either side. So, yeah, definitely like a 21 to, you know, 14 game, something like that. I I can definitely see that being being the end line. Um, My kind of last pick, I think, for the game is actually the Thursday night game. Uh, we got Tennessee Titans favored a point and a half. So you might as well just call it a pick them against, against the Jacksonville Jags. Um, obviously news broke about Jalen Ramsey wanting a trade and, you know, there's some sort of turmoil happening on that defensive side with the coaching staff and, and the players. So I think this is just like a right moment for Derrick Henry to just kind of go off, um, kind of, give Marcus Mariota a bit more confidence, you know, under center to kind of take those deep shots, maybe even, you know, and usually as people would do, they'll shy away from kind of whichever side Jalen Ramsey is covering. But, you know, I, I wouldn't see if uh, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Marcus Mariota is kind of chucking the ball more to his side and uh, kind of letting his players go up and grab it. Um, but yeah, I mean, at, at a point and a half um, for the game that it's going to be, um, and at Jacksonville, I think I think this is going to be this is going to be a good game. Uh, I mean, it's it is a pick 'em. Uh, I did have another game that I was betting at, but you know, sticking true to our trends of picking one underdog and you know two favorites. Uh, give me give me Tennessee Titan in this point and a half pick 'em game.
1: Yeah, I didn't even see this game. I might have picked this uh, game just like you did if I saw it. I mean, Jacksonville with a backup Gardner Minshew. Uh, coming in with Nick Foles getting hurt and great defense. But it looks like Tennessee has somewhat of an offense or at least put enough points up to, to, uh, you know, score more than the opponent. Um, So I think uh, that will definitely happen. Low scoring game as the over under is showing us 38 and a half points. So I don't expect too many fireworks, but yeah, that's a good pick. Uh, my last one, I have Eagles at home. Uh, you'll like this Eagles covering the six points at Oof. home against the Detroit lions.
0: All right. I'm liking
1: it. Um, you know, the Eagles do have some injuries. Uh, I don't think Deshaun Jackson is playing. I don't think Alshon Jeffrey's playing, but that's okay. Um, I like the home field advantage with Eagles, with their defense, being able to stop, um, Detroit, um, uh, Detroit, Average team, always been an average below average team for the past 50 years. Uh, I can see that happening for this next 51st year. Um, So six points is a lot, but uh, I I see, uh, you know, bad beat on on their part Monday night. But I see them rebounding with a big win.
0: That, like, Julio touchdown, I mean, it it sucked because – Uh, I mean, I was watching this with Colleen as well, like the game. I had Julio in my DFS lineup. So when he caught that pass, like I won, like I jumped from winning like $6 to like 25. But like, and, and that's the one thing I hate about like, you know, playing fantasy and like DFS during the NFL season where it's like some of these plays that like really cripple against your team. Obviously, you're like monetizing off of it, so it's like you know where does your fandom actually lie? Obviously, you know I was bummed. Um, I kind of shied away from this game for the same points that you brought up. Uh, I mean, you got an injured offensive weapons in both kind of Alshon and and Deshaun Jackson. But I think, like you said, if if Carson Wentz comes out healthy, I know he was he was banged up, um, but if Carson Wells come, comes out uh, comes up healthy, you know I think. The running game is kind of stepping into it. I think Miles Sanders, another another rookie running back, is kind of really stepping into the role and uh, making himself useful. Um, and like you said, uh, I mean, the defense, that front seven, should be able to stop Matt Stafford. My only worry is really that secondary. Um, I feel like uh, Kenny Galladay could have a field day, um, and Matt Stafford is known to kind of take those, you know, Big like 30 40 yard bombs down, and you know, who knows? And we saw it against uh Atlanta as well. That both kind of Julio, um, not, not as much Sunu, but uh Calvin Ridley were just burning uh, burning our secondary on these straight routes. Um, so it should be interesting to see. Um, if it was any lower, I think I would have taken this game as well. Um, six and a half is just a little much. Um, oh, I got it at six. Oh, gotcha. Okay, where do you uh, where are you looking at your point spreads at? Are you using Movada? Gotcha. I'm, I'm using FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, gotcha. Most of it's actually lined up with what you're saying, but I think like a lot of things are either like a point and a half or like a point off. Which it's a uh, it's interesting to see like where they where they pull their you know what yeah what it could
1: happen. Um,
0: well, cool, dude. Um, I guess to kind of just quickly recap the games, right? So. Um, I'll start with my underdog pick. I'm taking the Giants plus six and a half against Tampa Bay. Um, and then on the opposite side, I'm taking San Francisco minus six and a half against the Pittsburgh Steelers with big Ben out. And then last but not least, uh, taking that point and a half, almost pick em game. Give me Tennessee Titans against Jacksonville. Um, you want to recap yours? Yeah,
1: so I guess underdog would be uh, Oakland at plus nine. Um, Just a lot of points, in my opinion. So rolling with them uh, at uh, Minnesota. Uh, One of your picks, Giants and Tampa, a bunch of lowly teams, uh, low scoring. So I'm taking the under, I believe it's under 48 points. Um, If I don't get that, I will be very surprised and pissed. Um, and then as my, uh, favorite pick, um, since I went with an under my one favorite team pick would be, uh, um, Philadelphia my, minus six at home against Detroit.
0: Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Cool. Um, well, all right, dude, that's, uh, that's episode five in the books. Um, probably looking to kind of keep the same schedule and getting these, uh I, I don't know if I'll be able to get these out before the Thursday night games. I know we don't cover those Thursday night games as much, but uh, I, I definitely think next week maybe we can try to aim to cover the Thursday night game. Uh, it is going to be Eagles versus Packers. So I'm
1: going to tell you what. Tomorrow I'm going to watch, instead of Houston versus Jacksonville, I'm watching Houston versus Tulane uh, at 8 p.m.
0: <laughs> You're going to watch that game?
1: Yes, absolutely. I just took Houston plus four and a half points. Go Cougars.
0: All right, man. Um, by the way, it's Tennessee versus Jacksonville, not Houston. But
1: no, I'm but saying also. I took Houston. I took Houston yeah, yeah, for the yeah, college game.
0: I, I think you were making that comparison earlier, but um all right, dude. I, I think that that kind of closes it out. I saw on a it's on Instagram that you that you broke out the uh, the new engraved mug that you got. Yeah,
1: it's a great it's a great mug. Twenty dollars. I didn't have any mug that I've owned, so I thought it was it was time to get one. It is very sophisticated uh, or sophisticatedly. Uh, I don't even know if I'm saying that word right, so fuck it. Uh, but very nicely engraved with my initial and my name in it. It is. I, I don't know if I should be washing this. It's so nice uh but i had boo light so um
0: i was solid i I stuck to scotch tonight uh didn't didn't have any beer in the apartment i was after i saw that i was like oh maybe i should break out my uh my eagle super bowl mug but sadly no beer so all right dude always a pleasure um and i guess i'll talk to you next week
1: yes sir